0: Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Well, welcome to the Getting Heaven into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, coming to you from Nashua, New Hampshire, here at Crossway Christian Church. And so far in our time together, we've cast a vision for why the church must be about getting heaven into people not just getting people into heaven. And for this to occur, we need freedom from what holds us back and weighs us down so that we can experience freedom for what God desires for each of us. And ultimately, I believe that is joy. Joy, as Dallas Willard defines it, is a pervasive sense of well-being. Psalm 1611 tells us that in God's presence is the fullness of joy. So for heaven to get into people, we must pursue and dwell in the presence of God. And to do that, we must create the most congenial conditions we can for our lives to encounter God's presence. Ultimately, it's God who brings spiritual growth in our lives, but he invites us to be a part of the process and to play an integral role within it. Perhaps the most essential contribution that we make to our spiritual formation is to create the best environments we can for the Holy Spirit to move. Now, as a leader, one of the key principles that guides how I shepherd is this the seed must fall on good soil. The seed must fall on good soil. Before I decide to embark on a new initiative or maybe have a challenging conversation with someone, I like to test the quality of our church's heart or perhaps an individual person's soul. Because if the the soil isn't good, my initiative or words could make something worse instead of better. But this principle makes me wonder if the reason that I don't encounter God more or hear him more is because some days the quality of the soil of my heart isn't always good. It isn't always porous. One of Jesus' most famous stories is the parable of the sower. Many of us are familiar with this parable or story from Jesus, but I want to invite you to listen to it here from Matthew 13 as if you've never heard it before and be listening as you do to reflect on what's the quality of the soil of your heart. So God, speak to us as we hear your word. Jesus says, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path Skipping down a few verses, Jesus later explains to his disciples the meaning of this parable because they are perplexed. Matthew thirteen nineteen, When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sowed along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Now, earlier in life, I lived under the assumption that I was automatically the good soil in this parable, permanently the good soil, because I had put my faith and trust in Jesus and dedicated my life to him. I hope everyone listening today would make that eternity-shaping decision. But as I've reflected on this passage, I've come to believe that every single day, I can be one of these four types of ground. The path, the rocky ground, the thorns, or the good soil. What kind of ground are you today? I'd like to hope that I'm the good soil, but if I'm honest, far more days than I'd care to admit. I'm more like the thorny soil. The worries of life choke the word like the thorns. What are the worries in your life that might prevent you from being as open as possible to God's work in your life today? What might prevent the breath of the Holy Spirit from flowing as freely and fully as possible through you? That word for spirit in Greek is pneuma. It's like wind or breath, and for it to flow in through us, we must be as porous as we possibly can. One way to identify what might be choking out the life from you is to remember Jesus' words in Matthew 6.33. It says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these other things will be given to you. To know what chokes the word, think about what you might be seeking first, other than God's kingdom, his will, his reign, his rule. For many of us, it might just be the pursuit of pleasure, feeling good, our emotional cravings, which aren't bad in and of themselves, but when they become an ultimate thing, they can become an idol. And doing what feels good, trying to pursue pleasure more than faithfulness, can choke the word. It can pollute the soil. Maybe what's choking the life out of you is attention seeking, or or building your own platform or influence. Maybe it's winning, or or having power, or seeking security. For me, too often, what chokes the word out of me is just distracted distractions, uh, or is that I'm distracted? Distractions are like those thorns that choke out the life. I lack focus sometimes on being the good soil. And I'm most often distracted, the least rested I am. Is that true for you? Now sometimes this is completely just out of my control. We have a five, three, and one-year-old at home, and I rarely these days am as rested as I like. But rest, as much as I'm able to attain it, as much as anything for me helps fertilize the soil of my soul so that I may, can, might create the congenial conditions, the best and the most congenial conditions as possible for God's growth to occur in and through me. I need rest to be good soil. So think for your life a little bit right now. What weeds do you need to pull? What are those thorns choking the life out of you? closing the flow of the breath of the Holy Spirit in and through you. I hope and pray that God may remove whatever shallowness or worries or idols in our lives that keep you and keep us from being the good soil. And through spiritual disciplines like prayer and worship, we'll talk a little bit about prayer next time, study and service, fellowship and fasting, confession and celebration, May we prepare our hearts to be good soil today and every day because the seed must fall on good soil for heaven to get into people, for God's kingdom to come into your life and to move through your life this very day. So friends, may we be, by God's grace, good soil this day.